from captured ships might agree to join a pirate crew. Most who chose the pirate life abandoned life on commercial vessels for the lawlessness of the open seas. Sometimes, after a mutiny, the new leaders turned pirate. When crew members were plentiful, pirates would sometimes divide them, with one contingent leaving in a ship taken by force earlier. Crews seldom worked together for long. Each individual's loyalty was to himself. Many disillusioned naval veterans turned to piracy. Besides being subjected to a variety of disciplinary measures, 17th and 18th century sailors had little recourse against sadistic officers. Repeated whippings damaged both the body and the psyche. Other beatings were worse. In one 1704 case, the captain of the Rochester ordered 600 lashes using an inch-thick tarred rope. Nearly all sailors felt the pain of a whip or a cane at some point. The constant physical abuse prompted a disdain for authority that all pirates shared. Before hanging for his crimes in 1724, a pirate captain named John Archer uttered a final protest. I could wish that masters of vessels would not use their men with so much severity as many of them do, which exposes us to great temptations. Another pirate, William Fly, facing the gallows two years later, proclaimed, I can't charge myself. I shan't own myself guilty of any murder. Our captain and his mate used us barbarously. We poor men can't have justice done us. There is nothing said to our commanders. Let them never so much abuse us and use us like dogs. Torture was common for both men and women on land as well and it drove many to piracy. Many faced the press, where weights were placed on a victim's upper body until the prisoner or the captor relented. Other common tortures include stoning, a hot iron to the face, and dragging a victim behind a cart. When Titus Oakes provoked disorder in 1685, an official whipped him the entire journey from one village to the next. He received a similar lashing several days later. He received upwards of 2,000 lashes, according to one account. Such a thing was never inflicted by any Jew, Turk or heathen. Had they hanged him, they would have been more merciful. Had they flayed him alive, it is questioned whether it would have been so much torture. Against the odds, he survived, and another king pardoned him and gave him a pension. But royal generosity was unusual. Most serious crimes resulted in public hanging, allowing people to watch the spectacle. The poorest on sea or land were treated essentially as slaves while the wealthy luxuriated in fine clothes and rode in carriages, 
the poor went to work as early as age seven, laboring in mines and mills for food and meager wages. Those children who survived the gruelling work, extreme temperatures and merciless beatings worked as adults for pay they could barely live on. They could not go to school or see a doctor and were jailed if they could not pay back a loan. The conditions in fall, the thoughts of one pirate captain, Charles Bellamy, when he raged to the commander of a merchant vessel who declined to work on Bellamy's ship. Damn ye! You are a sneaking puppy, and so are all those who will submit to be governed by laws which rich men have made for their own security, for the cowardly whelps have not the courage otherwise to defend what they get by their knavery. But 